Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning and welcome. It is a delight to be with you again this week, and I am excited about the conversation that we are about to have. I always love speaking about the ways that the universe speaks to us through signs, symbols, and synchronicities, and how we're able to connect the dots as we move along our path. But there's a whole universe within us that we can engage that has a whole other set of signs, symbols, synchronicities, messages, a dialogue, in fact, to communicate with us and to guide us on our path. I often dream, and lately my dreams have been quite vivid, and this past week I had an incredible dream. I was diving into a large pool, and a community of people was saying, you must find a way out, the answer and a way out, and I dove into this very dark pool of water, and I'm searching around and searching, and I'm not seeing anything but the deep. And then all of a sudden, a huge whale comes up out of the water and shows itself to me, revealing a tunnel of light that is behind us. I didn't quite know what the dream meant, but it was so impactful and so vivid that it has stayed with me. Well, this week, I was fortunate enough to read a beautiful book by Dr. Katherine Sheinberg, and it is titled The Kabbalah of Light. Ancient Practices to Ignite the Imagination and Illuminate the Soul. Had I met the Leviathan? Was I being led to the superconscious? What was this beautiful, amazing whale trying to show me? And what was this tunnel of light that appeared behind me? Well, this book has certainly illuminated quite a bit for me as I have journeyed into some of my dreams and particularly into some of the practices that have been shown to me by Catherine And it's quite fascinating not only to uh, hear her own story, but to look through her eyes and her vision and her inner vision as to what our dream world and landscape within can teach us. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Catherine Sheinberg, who is a transpersonal psychologist, healer, visionary, and teacher. She has a private practice in New York City, and her 40 years of experience She has taught thousands of students around the world and created revolutionary tools for clearing physical and emotional disorders. She's the author of The Kabbalah and the Power of Dreaming, Awakening the Visionary Life, and Dream Birth, Transforming the Journey of Childbirth Through Imagery. Now she has released her latest book, The Kabbalah of Light, Ancient Practices to Ignite the Imagination and Illuminate the Soul. So let's dive right in. Welcome, Catherine, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. It's, um, it's a really rich and beautiful book uh, filled with so much. And as I look at this world that we have, we are so pulled to the outside, trying to catch up in clearing up the issues that we have created or tackle the things in our lives that we come up against that so often the things that go by the wayside are the things that are most important, such as imagination, such as dreaming, such as pausing in space. I'd like to talk a little bit about 
uh, to start off, what we're losing by not focusing on these aspects of ourselves and our world as we move forward and what detriment that might have should we not decide to do so? Well, we have to decide to do so, right? Because the way that we have followed has brought us a lot of unhappiness and a lot of difficulty. So we have been caught by the outside, outside gazing, I call it. But I am all about inner gazing and inner action. We've been a lot about outer action and we need to supplement it with inner action, which means that what can work truly in the outside world comes first from the imagination. So from um, the point of view of, let's say, an ancient tradition like the Kabbalah, which is the Jewish mystical path, we, that the imagination comes before manifestation. If we look too much towards um, the outside world, we lose contact with the creative imaginative flow and we get caught up in analysis and facts, logic, and um, it becomes more and more avid and more difficult for us to continue because we're forgetting our own feelings, our own truths. We have two minds. We have a mind that is uh, a more recent mind, which is the analytical mind, and it has great value. Let's call it the conscious mind. And then we have a subconscious mind, which is this vast, vast ocean of experiencing, which is our own personal experiencing, but also a familial, uh, national or cultural experiencing that is like a, I call it a dream birth, a dream birth field, sorry, like a, a huge tapestry of knowledge. And it's, we have lost sight of it because Maybe in the 17th century, people realized that they had gone too far into that world and they'd become um, caught up with superstition, fantasy and superstition. So they went in the other direction and they became much more connected to observing and uh, uh, fixing facts, if you want. But we really need the two, main, the two minds. We need the mind of the conscious to look into the subconscious. It can ask a question and the subconscious will pull itself together and contribute a dream like your beautiful dream has, that, has, uh, that you just sold us at the beginning. And, um, and that beautiful dream is showing us a direction, a way to go, right? So in your case, in your dream, it's... Uh, it is the huge beast of the subconscious, your huge whale, showing you that there's a path of light to take. So if we were to, to work with the imagination, we would want to, I would close my eyes and go into that tunnel and find out what it is wanting to show me. Because this is going to lead me where I need to go in the outer world. Now, start before from we, the inner world. Yeah. Before we dive more deeply into this whole inner world, I want to approach the one question that does seem to 
be affecting the personal growth world and that of spirituality and spiritual seekers. And I think it is some misinformation, and you allude to it in your book, about some of the things that The Secret, the movie The Secret, the book The Secret told were a lie, because they tend to make us believe, if I just make up my mind about something, then I can just make things happen. And I found it really profound that you said, if something does not rest within us, in our own dreamscape or our imagination, that it's not possible to create those things externally. And I have always believed that our soul has a certain destiny for us, that there is going to be a certain mission that we are to create. And one of the issues that we have is people are following the impulses of their ego rather than the calling of their soul. Can you talk about how that divide is limiting us from really deepening into this world of dreams and imagination to access true power and to presence to what our destinies and our souls are calling for. Absolutely. I I strongly believe that you cannot will. Uh, You can't say, I want a million dollars, and then I visualize a million dollars, the check for a million dollars. This is not going to work. Now, if I turn my eyes inward and ask my inner self the truth, Am I made to be a multimillionaire? And the, the, in the, the subconscious shows me a tent instead of a palace. I'm not meant to be a millionaire. I'm meant to live in a tent. And there's going to be a different kind of uh, uh, life that is going to happen for me through the tent, right? Which is just as valuable and just as good but it's not going to be this ego idea of this fantasy idea of making a lot of money. Now, um, how does it work? I believe that we are, we, we are part of nature and people forget that the tree has a particular unfolding. It starts from the seed and it grows uh, roots and it grows a trunk and it grows branches and leaves and fruit and so forth. Right. And we have the same, each one of us in a slightly different way, because each one of us is a particular seed that seeds the universe. In the Kabbalah, it says that each one of us has a particle of light that we have to develop, and that is different from anybody else's particle of light. So... um, if I become true to my alignment, to my inner gazing, uh, then it's going to unfold easily on the outside because I am following that true alignment. I'm not pretending to be uh, a mushroom when I'm really a tree. Right? So I'm living, if I live truly the life of the tree, I'm going to be fine. If I try to be the mushroom, it's not going to be fine. So we, we each have this incredible blueprint that we generally call the soul. And we need to look at it and ask ourselves truly, what is our soul asking us to do? What is our true alignment, our true mission in life? And if we follow it, if we follow it by looking in and seeing what the subconscious shows us, then our life is going to be easy. Now, you talked about duality, and we certainly do get caught up in that space of this dual world. 
but you begin the book talking about three spaces we must live, and you use a phrase saying that we have to move from duality to the three. Can you talk about right. these three spaces that allow us to then be the architects of the world that we are living externally while also being the architect and the experience and journeyer of the inner world that we are now traversing? I think that people are being caught up in duality. And so when you have two, you're stuck. Nothing moves. It's like a mirror image, right? Uh, The three is the dynamic movement between the two. So if you think of the two minds, you've got your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, they are awoken by looking at each other. So God hovers over the, the, the dark waters and immediately light appears and then form and order appears. And this is true for us too. If we look inside, then form and order appears. That dynamism of looking in and and uh, the subconscious responding um, is your number three. It's a dynamic movement. I, I often talk about it as, um, you know, the conscious mind and then the ocean of the subconscious, which has a lot of garbage on it, and then below it, the soul, which I would call the superconscious. So between um, this movement of, the conscious mind looking in and the subconscious responding to the questions of the conscious mind, that's your number three. That's your Holy Spirit, if you want. It's what activates the connection between the two parts of the self and becomes a third entity, a creative, powerful, dynamic entity. And you have a distinction between using unconscious and subconscious, which I thought was very powerful because of the imprinting that you say occurs when we use the word unconscious. Can you explain that distinction? Yes. Well, you know, historically, Freud went back and forth, should I use the unconscious or the subconscious? And finally, um, the consensus was use the unconscious. But the moment you say unconscious, it's like pressing your computer button and you're saying unconscious. So then your program becomes unconscious. It's the the way that the inner mind works. If you imprint it with an idea, it's going to go with that idea. So it becomes unconscious. Whereas if you say it's sub rosa, it's underneath the surface, but I can look. And as I look, it's going to pop up, which is what happens in night dreams, right? Uh, in night dreams, the, the dream comes because of some uh, activity, some question we have, some pondering. Now, you clearly had a, maybe from do, reading the book, you had a questioning about the beast of the deep, the Leviathan. And so the dream came up and showed you a direction, right, which is a tunnel of light. Um, it's the same with us. Whenever we have a question and we go to sleep, then the, the subconscious mind gathers together and answers the question, and that's your dream. So the dream is of great importance. It's like 
you know, your morning brief, like the president has a morning brief. <laughs> every morning he's told what the news is. <laughs> We're told every morning what the news is, right? Oh, that's beautiful. Now, it is Di a dialogue. Right. It is a dialogue, so it's not enough to get the brief. You've got to do something when you've heard about what's happening in the world, right? Most so in definitely. your case, in your case, it would be um, going down that tunnel. But for another, it could be I've had a nightmare, and how it, how do I deal with the nightmare? And we'll so, get and more I, into that as we return yeah. from this commercial break. Dr. Katherine Shaneberg says that this is a tried and true path to enlightenment based on the knowledge of thousands of years of studying the plunge and verified by many initiate successes in attaining light and what Jewish sages called Divkut, the cleaving of the self to the divine. This Kabbalah of dreaming is also called the Kabbalah of light or sapphire. Sapphire is unique among other forms of Kabbalah in that it limits its practice to the imagination and visualizations to access higher levels of consciousness, whereas other schools use letters and chanting or mediations, meditations on the void. Sapphire only works with dreams, day visions, waking dreams, and guided imagery exercises to climb the ladder. While the practice incorporates Jewish concepts, you do not need to be a Kabbalist or even Jewish to do this practice, because everyone dreams. The School of Images was founded by Dr. Katherine Schoenberg in 1982 and is located in New York City, where it attracts people from around the world. SOI teaches the language of imagination for instantaneous insight and transformation, and it teaches works to catalyze creative manifestation at all levels in all areas of life, whether personal or professional, communal or global. They will be beginning again at the end of October. You can find out more at theschoolofimages.org. Definitely check that out. And we'll be right back with more of Dr. Katherine Shaneberg and her beautiful new book, The Kabbalah of Light, Ancient Practices to Ignite the Imagination and Illuminate the Soul. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. 
Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course. Dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before I get back to my guest, Dr. Katherine Shaneberg, who is the author of Kabbalah and the Power of Dreaming, and now the Kabbalah of Light, I want to mention that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life can be overwhelming, and many people are burned out with even, without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. And we often associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feeling burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. And they're offering 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11 and spell out the word 11. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash 11. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're matched in under 48 hours. And they want to support you in gaining greater happiness and clarity in your life. This is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available that might not be locally available to you in your area. This service is available for clients worldwide. And you can log into your account at any time, sending a message to your therapist. The beauty is you get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You never have to leave your living room, and you can do this online knowing that it's easy to change therapists if needed. BetterHelp offers more affordable solutions than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. So check out their website and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You can go on there and read the testimonials that are posted daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Now, 1111 Talk Radio listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. My guest today is Dr. Katherine Shaneberg, and she is a transpersonal psychologist, healer, visionary, and teacher who has founded the School of Images. You can find out more at theschoolofimages.org. We are discussing her latest book, The Kabbalah of Light, today. And I want to let you know that this is a journey back to the pure light of Eden, where human and God gaze into each other and become one. This can be accomplished by dreaming. 
This book, The Kabbalah of Light, is divided into three parts. The first part deals with the methodology of tapping into the subconscious, the different ways that you can cross over, get answers to your questions, and return safely from your voyage. The second part's about using the power of the subconscious to better manage your life. The subconscious is the ground of your being. And the third part of the book is bringing light to the superconscious, the soul, the blueprint you came into this world with. She calls this work Raising the Leviathan. And she has many exercises, techniques, uh, visualizations, and ways that you move through the book in order to tap into those deeper and deeper spaces within yourself. There can be no improvement in the outer world unless we're willing to dive deeply into our inner world. Welcome back, Dr. Steinberg. It is a pleasure to have you here. And we were talking a bit about, um, during the break, about how you were able to find your publisher through the power of dreaming. And I want people to understand how they start to trust their dreams. How do you dive into Uh, knowing what these dreams mean and not get frightened by a nightmare or not just think it's a random occurrence of having some images and move past it, but actually cultivate a practice through dreaming to not only understand the self, but to also move past the blocks that keep us from our greater selves. Well, maybe I'll start with what I said just uh, before, um, which is that we hover over our subconscious and our subconscious responds with a dream. I call that a pop-up in the great river of dreaming. And that, that dream is going to show you exactly where you're at and what you need to do. Now, it can appear as a nightmare because the situation is nightmarish. But you have a fantastic tool which in the Kabbalah is called tikkun, which means repair. You go back into the dream, you dialogue with it. Don't just sit with the dream. You've written it down in the morning, and then you see that there's an image there. Somebody is trying to get into your house, shaking the door. This is very frightening. You wake up shocked, but maybe this person has something to tell you. So we do a little tikkun exercise. You catch a ray of light. You surround yourself with light. You're protected. And then you open the door a little bit to find out what that person really wants. And very often, this is the the dialogue towards a better place for yourself. Um, And it's going to show, it's going to manifest immediately in your everyday life. So... um, This work um, is uh, uh, an entering into a dialogue with the other part of oneself, which is the subconscious. And the subconscious is always there for us so that um, we shouldn't be afraid of responding or changing an image uh, organically because what is more important is not the images, but the trust that the subconscious will always answer you. It's the still small voice you were talking about a little earlier um, that the Bible talks about, that we all hear, this little voice that says, you should do this, don't do that, you should do this, right? And the dreams are part of this little small voice and tell you exactly what you need to do. Now, 
to be able to really trust that takes a little practice. And the first thing we need to do in the practice is to trust that the dreams are important. So like the Native Americans, we should either talk about them when we wake up to a partner, to a dream partner, but we should definitely write them down. So you have a, a dream book, you put the date the night before, you put your pen there, and then in the morning you write it down. That's your first practice. It's saying, I trust you subconscious, I'm listening, I'm interested. And then I take a look at the dream and maybe there's a necessity in the dream that calls for a dialogue, for a tikkun, a correction. And so I close my eyes and go back into the dream and start um, uh, responding to what the dream is offering me. And when the images change organically, then I change. This is the key to all transformation. Now, if I do that every day with, an, with devotion, and I can maybe three months later verify that what I did that morning has had good results. And I can go back and say, verification, this really worked well. And the more you do that, the more you, the, you verify, the more you're going to trust your subconscious. So trusting, book, learning it, to trust is important. Learning to trust is important. And in the book, you say we dialogue by responding to the necessity of the images. You use the word devotion. And I know in the book, you also talk about surrender and how we have to switch from emotion to devotion. So this work of, of dreaming and diving more deeply into this dialogue with our subconscious to get the guidance, it often has us hit up against those blocks to our subconscious or the places that we are required to heal. Talk about what you mean switching from emotion to devotion, and does that correlate to switching from nightmares to the place where we are having uh, the, the dreams that are more guiding rather than creating fear? All right. This is a big, big question. Right? <laughs> um, emotion is a constriction. We have a lot of emotions. Anger, fear are the two primary emotions. And then we have a lot of secondary emotions like jealousy, envy, um, irritation, frustration, self-hate, and so forth. And what it is, it's simply energies that come up in the body because of something somebody has done or said. And these are con generally constricting energies. When they start getting blocked, when I can't be angry because I'm not allowed to be angry with my little sister, uh, because mom says you're not to be angry, it becomes a frustration, a blocked energy. That's emotion. And devotion or feeling, I call it feeling, is the opposite. It's an expansion. So let's say I can change anger to love. Let's say I could do that by switching images. Let's say that uh, I'm in a dark cave with a monster and I pull the monster out into the sunlight and the monster dwindles away and becomes a pool of water and I feel so much better. Then I've moved my anger to 
relaxation or love, right? And my body expands and my life will expand too. So that's how we, 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 we use the dialogue always towards, towards uh, a betterment, if you want. A betterment of, the, of, the, of what the, the dream is showing us and trying to teach us. So it's, it's like a ladder of dreaming. You have a ladder of dreaming. It starts with the nightmare and then the repetitive dreams or the busy dreams that are difficult and painful constrictions. And then we, if we're lucky and we've done a little bit of practice or just by luck, we get to a clear dream and a clear dream is beginning to show us the way. Now, if we're really lucky and we all we've done practice, then we come to a great dream, your dream that you just told us was a great dream. It's, it's showing us clearly the alignment that we are meant to be in. Right? It's generally uh, uh, very beautiful, filled with ravishing gem-like colors. And it's like a mandala or it's, it's perfect shape. Right? And it's telling us that's the right way. You're in the right path. You're in the right alignment. Right? So we work on it. And I cannot remember if I've answered all, all the parts of your question because it was a complex question. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. Uh, when, when you talk yeah. about going into a dream uh, or changing a dream, are you speaking of moving into a state of lucid dreaming where we can actually shift within the dream? Or is this a practice that's done after the dream has been had? There are many people that would say, I don't know how to go into my dream while I'm asleep, I'm not awake enough to go into it. It seems to have more control. This is a much more advanced place to be able to do it in the dream time. And you don't need to be doing it in the dream time. At first, you need to be doing it when you have woken up, written out your dream and seen that there's a necessary dialogue here. So when you answer that, it's already beginning the process. For an advanced dreamer who um, is very often lucid in the dream, lucid means that I know that I'm dreaming. I know that I'm in this other world where I'm dreaming. And if something happens in the process, I can correct it on the spot. Now that is advanced practice, if you want, but it's not required. What is required is to dialogue with the image, respond to the necessity, like you would in everyday life. If the table is dirty, you clean it. Right? Or if something is torn, you sew it back up. You, you take care of the necessities if you want. And we need to do that with the dream time because the moment our images change inside of us, our whole demeanor changes. We move from emotion, constriction, to expansion feeling, right? And if we do that consistently, that's what I call devotion. Dr. Catherine Shanebird is the author of Kabbalah, The Kabbalah of Light. She says within the book, dreaming is another word for experiencing. Experiencing the world around us and also inside us means that we process the world through our senses. Through our senses, we feel hear, see, smell, and taste. This is not information. 
but in formation, coming directly from the apprehending form. This vast container of experiences that we, like the alchemist, sit in and are made of is alive in a matrix of knowing that she calls the dream field. We're going to find out more about that as we move on into the next segment. But first, we have a commercial break. I'd like you to check out her website, theschoolofimages.org. Her next session begins at the end of October, so you want to find out about that. In addition, you can also discover her other books, Kabbalah and the Power of Dreaming, in addition to Dream Birth, and now her latest, The Kabbalah of Light, Ancient Practices to Ignite the Imagination and Illuminate the Soul. We'll be right back with more of Dr. Katherine Shainberg right after these messages. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream the 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before I get back to Dr. Katherine Shainberg and her beautiful book, The Kabbalah of Light, I just wanted to mention my trilogy that is releasing this year. The launch of the second book of the series is actually this week. The first book is Living the Seven Blessings of Human Experience, and it's a guidebook that allows you to release the boredom, the angst, the anxiety, and the depression about life experiences 
so that you live with greater presence and personal power. It's about taking those experiences, our unorthodox blessings, such as chaos, darkness, death, conflict, obstacles, and challenge, and understanding that they are secret passageways to personal empowerment. The second book in the series releases this week, and it is Being, The Seven Illusions That Derail Personal Power, Purpose, and Peace. This book takes you into your underworld. It is not just facing your shadow, but understanding that there's an animal in there, a nature and natural part of you that you are to encounter. And beneath that, you may discover the monster and even your inner demons. But only through the embrace and utter devotion to these aspects of you can you then move into knowing, which is where you access your humanity. That third book, Knowing the Seven Expressions of Human Grace, will be out in December. I invite you to find out more at my website, imsimran.com. Dr. Katherine Shainberg says that the Kabbalists see the world bathed in consciousness. They call it eminence and give it a female name, Shekinah. This is the receptive pool, the fluid-filled vacuum, the mirror image of her mate. The transcendent God whose desire creates this world in his image is the Adam Harishon. And it is the play of the human, the first human, which is the male-female hybrid like God and his consort Shekinah and the inside that resides all of God's consciousness or thoughts that create this world. Again, this is from the book, The Kabbalah of Light, Ancient Practices to Ignite the Imagination and Illuminate the Soul. Uh, Welcome back, Catherine. There's so much in this book to try to get through in one hour that I just want to touch on places and really invite people to pick up the book for themselves. I have always been the type of writer and teacher that has talked about how our outside mirrors our inner landscape and can be used as the dots to connect along the way to take us inside. But to take the shortcut of going directly inside through our dream world really does cut out a lot of the angst that many people would have to feel if they would really just give presence to this powerful part of us. I loved how you spoke about Shekinah in the passage that I just wrote. And even further in the book, You talk a little bit about the tarot and the emperor and the empress and what these masculine and feminine aspects are here to really teach us, especially as we move into the dream field and the landscape of receptivity versus inspired action. Can you talk a little bit about this masculine and feminine side of us and the switch between the emperor and the empress to be able to fully receive the messages and the dialogue and the conversation that is happening within. There's there's a lot of confusion about male and female these days, and rightly so, because they have been separated. If you look at the uh, modern tarot, the Rider-Waite, which is the best-known tarot deck, you will see that the empress and the emperor don't look at each other. They're completely separate. So you have the creative emperor sitting there on a throne looking unhappy. And then uh, and another, you have the emperor sitting on a hard throne where every, every uh, rocks all around him, a very trickle of water in the background. And they're not looking at each other. And this is really where we are today. Now, if you look at the ancient cards, the Marseille, uh, tarot, which is supposed to be the most ancient that we know of, um, you'll see that the empress and the emperor are looking at each other. And they are, he's looking at her with 
he's completely fluid in the way he's he's standing he's looking at her with love she's looking back at him showing him her power um she's got her shield and that the eagle on the shield and you have a sense that they are um a couple and we inside of ourselves have a couple a male and a female it doesn't matter what actual sex we are what is important is to be able to acknowledge that we have male and female inside of us and how they balance each other how they talk, talk to each other and often i see it as you know the conscious mind is a male focused looking in precisely asking questions and the subconscious is female creative bubbly uh bringing up the seeds into bushes trees flowers right offerings and the two of them work together and that's what we need to accomplish for our inner self but also for the world we have forgotten in becoming maybe too male or too analytical or too uh uh willful and ego centered we've become the emperor of the right away and we have forgotten to take care of the female which would be the the feelings the sweetness in us the compassion the love and in the world of course nature its animals its waters its uh, plants that we are part of and that we should love and care for and so we need to repair the relationship between the male and the female within ourselves and that's going to change our relationship on the outside and maybe and a great gift yeah and that is very to, much to do with the pause no. with being able to recline back and really use uh the messages that are coming through in that subconscious state that dreaming state that allows that receptivity or that feminine to really speak to us and to hold us and almost court us back into our naturalness as opposed to this conditioned impulse to be driven that the outer world kind of puts upon us absolutely you know there was an article in the new yorker about these young bankers they were working 60 80 hours a week <laughs> and there was a little phrase that said we found out that their creativity has disappeared mm. and i thought what a pity the new yorker should have put that as the main title because we need to pause from all this activity when we pause we open up a space and then the creative speaks to us it's like a fountain you open up the space and then the fountain bubbles up and the creativity appears and many of the creators of the inventors the the great scientists the great mystics go into what the french call a reverie a, a dream state just below just just at the edge of consciousness and in the process they've asked the question what is the next line i want to write or what is the poetry that i want to what is the invention that i really am looking for and if they are relaxed the subconscious will give them the answer and it happens to so many of them who described it so often that we need to pay attention it's not going to be in working 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 and working still more it's in 
pausing and relaxing and letting the empress speak, the empress. (laughs) Throughout the book, you talk about the practices of allowing the breath. That is that relaxation. That is that deepening. It is the release of of, uh, the carbon dioxide. It is release of some of the stuff that would keep us from relaxing. But then you talk about the stages of verification and incubation. Can you move a little bit through what those phases are that help us deepen into further confirmation of the guidance that we receive through the dreaming process? Well, think of the breath as really the spirit that moves through us or the wind that moves through us, right? And we need, and when we are working too hard or, or agitated by emotions and willful uh, uh, movements, then the breathing accelerates. It's not in its natural rhythm. So the work of breath is to return to the natural rhythm. That's the most important breath work. Um, I know in many schools, they teach how to change the breath. Um, In my uh, tradition, we just watch it return to its natural rhythm. And as it returns, it's a kind of a pause in the body. You can go deeper and deeper watching it returning. And then um, when it does do that, then nature comes back and nature is creative. Nature uh, has flowers, nature (laughs) grows trees, nature um, takes care of its animals, right? And so in the same sense, we need to do that first and foremost. It's so simple. If you breathe out three times slowly, counting from three to one, you will return to a state of, of dreaming you will be in that state. It takes three seconds. You breathe out slowly through the mouth, counting from three to one, and you will be back into the deep dreaming. Because that's where the body really belongs. That's where it's happy. That's where it's healthy. Right? And that's where it knows how to create order for itself. From the dreaming. And then you move into talking about the dream fields, the, the full landscape and, and how we then can move uh, out of story, out of analyzing, but into places where we can shape shift, where we can create change, not only personally, but also collectively. We have about three minutes left. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the dream fields and how we can affect change in our world through diving into well, them. I'm going to say something a little shocking, but we are made of images. We are made of forms. And if they're blocked, it blocks our life force, it blocks our health, right? If they're fluid and flowing like a great river, then we are in good health. Now, the dream field, as I said, is contains all the information from all over the world that you receive at every moment. And uh, you've got your individual dream field. You've also got a family dream field. And the family dream field can have traumas. And these traumas are images that are in the dream field, even if you don't know that they're there. And so we need to access them, like looking at a tapestry and seeing, oh, there's a blob here that I need to clear out. So I'll unpick it 
and I will um, create a new tapestry. This is extraordinarily powerful. Transformation can only happen through the images, through the dreaming, through uh, going back into the subconscious and clearing the subconscious. And then we return to our natural way of being. And we can, when we do that, become co-creative, which means that using all of these images that are part of our history, we can uh, act through our dreaming into the world in a powerful and uh, uh, good way. And as we do that, do you find that when people start working together with their dreams or speaking about their dreams, do they come together in a resonance that brings forth an amplification of answers between them? Oh, totally. And immediately. Um, I, I observed that because we had a dialogue group with my husband and they were very mental, all the people that came. And I would look at my groups, which were all dreaming work, and they had become fast friends in the first session. And they are still friends today, you know, 20 years later, 40 years later. So something happens in the deeper levels where once you connect, you're friends for, for life, right? It's a different connection than the mind connection. It's a connection through the dream fields, right? I invite you to pick up your copy of the Kabbalah of Light, which has um, been created by Dr. Catherine Shainberg. The modern lineage holder of the Kabbalah of Light shares 160, 160 exercises and practices to help you begin dialoguing with your subconscious through images. At first, you may see aspects of yourself you don't like, but seeing them serves as both a diagnosis and a direct path to transformation. Fast and simple, the practices can help you release past traumas and ancestral patterns, free the imagination, and open the way to the bliss promised us in the Garden of Eden, allowing you to uncover your soul's purpose, manifest your dreams in this world, and experience the ecstatic illumination of a heart-centered life. Go to theschoolofimages.org and find out more about Dr. Catherine Shainberg, all of her work, the school that is to begin sessions at the end of October, and her latest book, The Kabbalah of Light. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.